to Write My Romance, where I take audience prompts to write and record custom romance short stories every month. Whether you're looking for but can't quite find that perfect combination of elements in a story, or you just want to binge some good romance shorts, then this is the place for you. Strap in. First off, today I'm releasing part two of Faking It, which, as you know, was a romance prompt about dating apps, hookups, deep chemistry, fiery first dates, perfect connections, and humor. Second, I completely lied to you. This story is actually three parts, so today isn't the end. Candace and Kyle were just too much fun to let die after just two dates, so we had to drag out their romance and flirtation just a bit longer. Join us for part two now, and if you want to hear part three, then make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss it. It's been a while since I released part one, so go back and give it another listen if you tuned in when it first dropped. And of course, if you are just joining us now, make sure you go back and listen to part one of Faking It before diving in. Finally, if you really enjoyed this and want to have a short constructed from your own ideal romantic tropes, then send me an email at writemyromancepodcast at gmail.com. Each month, a lucky listener will have their very own story written, recorded, and released for your listening pleasures. Thank you for being here, and I hope this story stirs something in you. Faking It, Part 2, Chapter 5, Dating Not Dating Caught up as she was in Kyle's scent and the invisible magnetism that was steadily growing between them, Candace couldn't help but notice Kyle's phone repeatedly buzzing next to his beefy right hand. Kyle would react quickly and silence the phone each time, only for it to go off a few seconds later. Soon, Candace saw a call come in and the name Janice popped up on the screen. A concerned and conflicted look crossed Kyle's face, and Candace generously offered, Maybe you should just get it? Kyle apologized profusely and what felt genuinely, and to Candace's delight, picked up the call right in front of her instead of rushing off. Yellow, is everything okay? He said in a casual and quick tone. Candace heard a sweet, feminine voice on the other end, peppered with high-pitched barks and yelps. Kyle listened intently, raising his brows and tossing in, uh-huh, oh yes, hmm, remarks every so often, while casting quick glances at Candace. After a few moments, the other end finally went silent, minus a few yelps, and Kyle, exasperated, added, Well, have you tried rubbing his belly? Kyle furrowed his brow, and a regretful look fell across his face. He looked deep into Candace's eyes, an action that sent a warm rush of energy through Candace's chest, tits, and thighs, and mournfully added, all right, Janice, I'm heading home. See you in 10. Was this meetup really so bad that you had to activate the emergency call from a friend scheme? Candace joked. You could have just told me you're not that into me, you know. Kyle, picking up on the light tone of her jab, but also actively concerned and fearful that there may be some shred of truth behind Candace's armor of jokes, insisted. No, 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 please don't do this. I'm so sorry. It's just that Richard is acting strange, and my dog sitter Janice hasn't seen him this way before. 
She's worried he might be sick. He laid his hand gently on hers as he spoke and gave it a quick squeeze before he trailed off. Sure, Kyle, this is just a modern-day version of the dog ate my homework. Does poor Richard know you're using him as a scapegoat to get out of having sex with a gorgeous and easy blonde? Kyle chuckled and bellowed a groan of no at his awful luck and gave her a hand another squeeze as he shook his head in utter disbelief. Candace was disappointed, but was having a great deal of fun teasing Kyle. She could tell from his reaction that he was torn, and she liked seeing how upset he was that he had to leave. She liked seeing how much he wanted her. Go ahead and tend to your dog, Candace threw in air quotes, and Kyle laughed and rolled his eyes before protesting an exaggerated and drawn out, Stop! Kyle quickly settled up with the bartender, to which Candace jabbed, Well, the night wasn't a total waste, I guess. And Kyle added a dry ha-ha and a few more miserable eye rolls before he stood up and said, No, but really, I'm sorry and I'm in agony, literally, right now, having to leave here without you. Candace couldn't help but catch Kyle shifting, almost indiscernible, in his jeans in an effort to disguise any dead giveaways. I'll text you tonight. I'm not letting you get off this easy. I demand a redo of this date. Oh, this isn't a date, Kyle, Candace winked. Well, that explains why it was so good then, Kyle interjected. In fact, it was the best date non-date I've had in a while. With that, Kyle tossed his soft brown leather work messenger bag over his shoulder and said another quick goodbye. Candace assured Kyle that she was fine to finish her glass at the bar and make her way home on her own, and with that, he made a rather hasty exit to tend to his very anxious Dickie. When Candace arrived home that night, she was aching in a way she hadn't felt in quite some time. Worst of all, the physical yearning she felt was hyper-specific to Kyle, and all she could do was sit with the charge that was emanating from her solar plexus and filling her lungs and ribcage with an electric buzz that concentrated and tingled all the way to the most sensitive nerves on her skin. Just when Candace was about to begrudgingly take matters into her own hands, a familiar buzz came through on her phone. A picture of a content Richard popped up, cheerily cuddled up next to Kyle on the couch with a, dare I say, smug look on his adorable little puppy face. A pang of jealousy, or was it FOMO, shot through Candace, and just as she was questioning, for the first time, whether Kyle actually needed to leave, she noticed Kyle had done a quick wardrobe change into those familiar thin gray jogging pants, and bless his heart, he didn't forget to accessorize with the hammer either. What a tease, Candace thought to herself, fully enjoying every second of it. I never thought I'd have to compete with a dog for attention, Candace typed, let alone lose so miserably. Turns out only dad will do. Sorry, Janice, Kyle typed quickly back. A short second later, as if he had it pre-typed and ready to go, Kyle added, That was a great first date, not date. And I'm sorry I had to run off. It was the last thing I wanted to do, believe me. When can we pick this, whatever this is? up again. Candace loved that he had been thinking so much about it, but wanted to be crystal clear about what she wanted and needed out of this. So she took some time 
and laid out a reminder of her needs in black and white. Date not date is right. It really did seem like we were both on the same page with this. And it seems a bit too good to be true. We both don't want anything serious, but agree it would be fun to fake it to build chemistry and enjoy the best and only the best parts of dating. No waiting for calls, no wondering if we like each other, no waste product. Imagine going bowling for a second date, knowing no matter what, you were going to get laid after. Imagine not worrying if your date liked you or not, because you already agreed from the jump to just fake it as part of the agreement. Imagine not worrying about keeping the conversation going, showing your best side, because there's nothing at risk. The only rule is when we are together, we both have to really pretend like we are into the other person no matter what. I say, let's do this until it doesn't really work for us anymore. Kyle added, completing her thoughts, yes, I don't need you to like me, I just need you to act like it. Agreed, Candace added. Okay then, for our second date not date, I'll pick you up at noon on Sunday. Dress comfy and wear absolutely whatever you want to wear, because none of it matters, right? Right, said Candace. But I do request that you wear those sweats. Don't think I didn't notice. She normally wouldn't do this as it was so forward, but added a little eggplant emoji into the next line and a winky face. Thank you. I've been waiting for that, Kyle added with a smiley emoji. Good night. Chapter 6. Hot Dogs. Candace went about her life as normal for the next few days, not worrying about whether Kyle was texting or not texting, not stressing about her quote-unquote date comforted by the fact that no matter what, Kyle was going to be faking this with her and they just have a good time. Her makeup isn't blended, whatever, still getting laid. Her jokes weren't funny, whatever. He'll laugh anyway, still getting laid. All the while knowing they had an undeniable mutual physical attraction that they could play up and tease until the deed. When Sunday rolled around, Candace looked forward to this date not date as fun relief to her busy week with hopefully lots of laughs and carefree flirting. Candace assumed she'd be heading to Kyle's place for a quick bang on Sunday. But when he arrived, he was mysterious about any plans he had made for the evening and took her on a 30-minute drive toward the sketchy outer limits of the city. Just when Candace was starting to lose patience, Kyle pulled up to a seen-better-days bowling alley and bingo hall. Kyle, she exclaimed, this is such a long way to go for a joke. Oh, it's no joke, Candace. Do you know how hard it is to find a bowling alley that is open this late on a Sunday evening? I reserve shoes and everything. We're bowling, he stated matter-of-factly. Candace appreciated the totally unnecessary gesture. I mean, she was pretty much a sure thing at this point, but thought to humor Kyle on his attempt at a date regardless. They went inside the run-down, dark, and musty-smelling building, and a sweaty, middle-aged man with dirty fingernails, who was running the cash, handed them each a pair of hideous, red, blue, and mustard bowling shoes. Size 7? How did he know? And 12? Mm-hmm. Candace and Kyle looked at each other as a damp stank wafted up from the shoes and they both smirked and shrugged at the absurdity of it all. While settling into lane five, 
one of ten completely empty lanes, Kyle slapped his hands to his thighs, stood up and said, okay, I'll go grab our dinner, and walked toward the concession stand. There, Candace saw that the greasy man with dirty fingernails greeted Kyle, took his order, his cash, and then proceeded to go back into the kitchen to prepare their food. Kyle turned around and shot Candace a grimace, and they both stifled, deeply concerned laughter. Soon, Kyle returned with a tray of fries, beer, and hot dogs. Dig in, he said with a sarcastic little smirk. Truth be told, had this been a real date, delivered with sincerity, Candace would have been in an Uber home so fast it would have made Kyle's head spin. But something about Kyle being in on the joke made it endearing and delightful. The bowling alley was dingy and smelled like feet. There were no animated screens, no glow lights, just the soft, distant din of staticky 80s music through warp speakers in an empty hall, and the two of them sitting as close as humanly possible without touching on a cracked and duct-taped red pleather bench. Through, I can't believe how bad this is, giggles, Kyle and Candace chased the first few bites of their lukewarm, shriveled and gray hot dogs with the beer. If she didn't know any better, Candace would wager that this had been the best second date she's ever been on. All right, said Kyle, and he slapped his hands to his jeans and stood up, time to show you who's boss, and walked toward the balls, scrutinizing each one before he settled on a yellow one with large finger holes. Whoa, do we really have to bowl? Candace interrupted Kyle as he was taking his position in the middle of the aisle. Oh, we're bowling, Kyle added as he lined up and shot the massive ball with perfect poise, precision, and force, landing him a strike. In a regular dating world scenario, where Candace would have too much on the line to fail or look dumb, she would have refused to bowl. She's not great at athletics, if you can even call bowling that. And for fear of turning her date off with her awkwardness, she'd have cutely watched and supported instead. However, this scenario was as low risk as you could get. Kyle was going home with her, regardless of how bad she was at bowling. So she was going to have some fun with it. Candace walked up to the balls and picked the cutest neon pink and purple marbled one in the row. With the ball hanging in both hands in front of her pelvis, she shot Kyle a look of, watch this, with great confidence over her shoulder and wobbled to the lane. Candace proceeded to take a wide stance in the middle of the aisle, bent at the hip with the ball hanging low, and in one smooth motion, she hoisted it back between her legs and heaved it smoothly and slowly down the lane. To her absolute glee, she knocked down all but one of the pins. Candace spun around and with a wink added, I believe they call that granny style, and shot Kyle a wink and a gun. Wow, exaggerated Kyle, chuckling at what he had just seen and amazed it had worked. Not bad, he said, but you left one hanging. I think we can do better. Let me help you with that. Kyle jumped up, grabbed a ball, and met her at the top of the lane. She was expecting him to stand behind her and guide her hand back like he had done, but instead, he wedged his foot between hers and gently knocked her legs back open into a wide stance. With his belly to her back and his stubble cheek to her cheek, he placed his hand on the back of her head and, applying a wee bit of pressure, tipped her, surprisingly, into a forward bend 
and back into the granny stance. Kyle crouched over her in the same position and together, giggling at this unexpected and goofy approach, they heaved the ball down the aisle in the same indelicate manner as before. Except this time, they were both giggling at the absolute absurdity of it all, and Kyle was clearly hard. Oh, is this not what we are doing, Kyle said, practicing positions for later? My bad. And he stepped back with a huge smirk on his face with his hands raised, surrendering. I just couldn't help myself. Smooth, Candace added with an eyebrow raise. She was quickly shifting from amused to hot and bothered and wanted to get this bowling portion over as quickly as possible. Your turn, she added sheepishly before returning to her spot on the cracked bench. To her absolute delight, Kyle walked up to the balls, grabbed the first one in the row, and with his head over his shoulder and never breaking eye contact with her, shot the ball carelessly and directly down the gutter. Oops, he apathetically added. Now you. Candace was living for the intensity that this date just took on, and she was sure to maintain Kyle's same level of directness. Oh, I see, she added. How many more of these do we need to do? Eight more miserable throws, at least, grunted Kyle. After a few gutter ball only turns later, something shifted between Candace and Kyle. While they were both still rushing the balls down the lane, the laughter and flirtation had diminished into more of an uncomfortable urgency. Candace couldn't quite explain it, but her stomach felt like it had rapidly doubled in size and the intestinal discomfort was increasing by the second. She knew she was not alone in this either, because Kyle looked absolutely positively green and kept adjusting and readjusting his belt. Candace did the mental math. She had about 25 minutes before absolute bathroom destruction, but faced a 30-minute car ride home. She could break the seal here, in this absolute monstrosity of a bowling alley, but feared once she unleashed the beast, she'd be tied to the throne for several hours. Okay, Kyle, I'm gonna say it. If you don't take me home right now, I fear it's game over forever for sexy time. This is not something we can come back from. Kyle's face lifted with relief. I want to die, he gasped. As he grabbed his keys in one hand and the small of Candace's back with the other and urgently ushered her toward the car. Ever the gentleman, even in times of severe gastrointestinal distress, he held the door open for her, all while doing a little impatient dance on the spot and slamming the door the second she took her seat. Sorry, Kyle yelled as he sprinted around the car, hopped into the driver's seat and peeled out of the lot. You're not too fond of these leather seats, right, Kyle? Candace tried to cut the tension with a bit of levity. She thought, well, we both know what's going on. We may as well make the most of it. Hilarious, Kyle added. I'm actually quite fond of these seats, Candace. Kyle trailed off as he sped expertly around slower vehicles on the road. Well then, you better take it easy on the bumps, Candace managed to grunt out another retort in between her internal prayers. Sweat was now dripping down their faces. Kyle was white-knuckled on the steering wheel, and Candace was bracing herself with the passenger side handle. Instead of the sexual tension they both had created earlier in the night, the air was now thick with silent desperation. Kyle was making great time, with just a few short stoplights until her condo. 
With the end in sight, Kyle's intensity started to lift, optimism took hold, and he looked to the right and said, Hey, do you want to make a pit stop at Taco Bell? While teasingly slowing the car and veering into the other lane. Kyle! Candace screamed. Don't make me laugh. Oh God, oh God. He threw his head back in laughter and placed his hand on hers, giving it a calm, comforting, warm little squeeze that said, you're almost home. Within a couple of minutes, Kyle screeched into the front of her condo and whispered, tuck and roll. Candace winced a laugh and was already halfway at the door when she said, don't remember me this way. Godspeed. Exactly 12 hours and three shots of Pepto-Bismol later, Candace's phone dinged. That was the worst, best second date, not date of my life. I've given Richard up for adoption. No more wieners for me, ever. Candace laughed and had a quick reply, ready and waiting. I can't believe I was such a bad date that you tried to poison me with filthy food just to get out of there. Rude. Just for that, I'm forcing you to make it up to me. This Friday night, my place. Wine, a movie, my couch, snacks cooked to a safe internal temperature before consuming. I'm picking the movie. You clearly can't be trusted. Dress code, Kyle wrote. Gray sweatpants, mandatory. Boxers optional. Night, Kyle. Chapter 7. Lazy Ménage à Trois After two failed attempts so far, Candace wasn't taking any chances with tonight's date. She was lighting candles, she was choosing a classic movie that they wouldn't mind missing any part of, and the food, the food would be clean and well-cooked, temperature-controlled, chips and guac, veggies and dip, M&Ms and licorice to fight over. Her luxurious cream couch was prepped with throw blankets and cushy pillows and could easily accommodate two horizontally, but just in case, she made the bed and set out a box of tissues on the side table. Just as Candace was thinking, tonight is the night, her phone banged and she looked down at a text from Kyle. Um, Janice canceled and Richard has already been home alone all day. Do you want to come here instead? I just can't leave him. I'm so sorry. Ugh. Not really, Candace thought as she looked around at all the prep she had done for tonight. She wrote back, totally get it. Would he be amenable to hanging out with us as a third wheel? You wouldn't mind my dog coming over, Kyle said hesitantly. No, not at all. I'll make him a little bed beside the couch. It'll be fun. How bad could it be, Candace thought. All right, be there in half an hour, Kyle added with a large smiley face emoji. 34 minutes later, Candace was buzzing Kyle and his little Dickie up to her suite and giving them the grand tour. Kyle was in his unmistakable gray sweats and a loose-fitted t-shirt. And Richard was sporting a handsome brown leather collar and matching leash, though unnecessary as Kyle was holding him under his arm like a football upon arrival. Welcome, Candace cheerily greeted them. And it's so lovely to finally meet you, sir. Why don't you come in and take a sniff around? Kyle smiled and removed Richard's collar and gave him a little pat on the butt and said, There you go, buddy. Kyle then shot Candace a very paternal mini eye roll, as if his toddler had just taken over their date and he was very, very sorry about it all. Thanks again, he added as he fully entered the suite, eyes scanning as he took it all in. Candace had to admit that Richard seemed like a perfect little gentleman. He quickly integrated himself into her condo 
and nosily sniffed around inspecting all of the nooks and crannies before having a little Zoomies moment to himself around her living room coffee table. Kyle looked a bit embarrassed and tried to hush Richard and slow him down, but Candace thought it was endlessly cute, albeit unexpected, and it was nice to see such life in her sterile space for once. Well, I didn't know what to expect, but it seems he's made himself right at home, Kyle, as Candace pointed to her luxurious cream couch where Richard had snuggled right up to her plush cushions. Yikes. Richard, down! Kyle embarrassingly grumbled through his teeth. No, 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 Candace added as she made her way to the couch and gingerly sat next to Richard, leaning in to give him an encouraging little scritch under his chin. Let the baby get cozy. They both shot Kyle a, you're a mean dad, look, and Kyle looked relieved. Yeah, it's just so clean and organized here. I already felt like I was imposing by having to bring him along. It's a huge relief that you're okay with this, I promise. He's as good as gold and won't bother us at all. He just likes to nap, and as long as I'm around, you won't hear a peep out of him. It's not a problem. Now dig in. Candace showcased her spread with a wave of her arm. Not a single item here will cause you any form of intestinal discomfort. I have also already selected our movie, and all you have to do is get comfy on that couch next to me, and we can see where the evening takes us. Are you a miracle? Kyle asked, jaw agape as he took it all in, obviously impressed by her preparation. Yes. Candace added dryly. Now sit. I hope you like the notebook, Candace added with a wink and a giggle. I actually love the notebook, Kyle unexpectedly added. What? Screeched Candace. Yes, it reminds me of my parents. I know it's hokey, but I haven't seen it in years. Isn't Gosling so dreamy? He added sheepishly with a smirk. Well, okay then, but I mostly selected it as a joke so you'd get bored and make it move faster added Candace with a suggestive eyebrow raise. Hmm, no problem. We can practice the rain scene if you want, sans rain. Shit, yes, Candace chuckled as she sat deeper into the couch and patted the seat beside her, enticing Kyle to sit as close as possible. She commanded Alexa to dim the lights and start the movie and draped one of her spare throws gently over her legs. Kyle took a seat on the couch within inches of Candace, leaned back, and confidently threw his arm up and along the back of the couch. He turned to her and gave the cheekiest grin and whispered, Lean in, girl. Candace did not hesitate. She wiggled and jiggled and cozied up in the crook of his arm, with her legs tucked beside her and under the blanket. Kyle smelled woodsy and fresh, and she felt so at ease this close to him. Within a few moments of that iconic opening scene, Kyle's hand was starting to get curious and brave, at first gently resting on her shoulder, and then moving up to explore the top of her shoulders, before getting distracted with her long and slender neck and the base of her head. What was almost absent-mindedly, and without a doubt tenderly, Kyle started to gently finger tendrils of Candace's hair as the movie played. Candace slowly got a little curious and brave too, First, quite naturally resting her hand and forearm along his thigh as she leaned into his hold, and then trailing circles with her finger across his knee before resting her hand on the inside and underside of his knee and thigh. 
Kyle soon broke the silence as he started to ooh and ah over this next part coming up, proclaiming it was his favorite scene and giving her an excited little watch this jiggle in his embrace. Candace looked up at him with an encouraging smile and saw his beautiful eyes and smile lit up by the television screen. She grinned back at him and said without reservation or filter, you're so cute. Candace raised her hand to his which was still absentmindedly combing through and twirling her hair, and she pulled it down over her shoulder and held it there with her own hand, gently squeezing and exploring his palm, thumb, and knuckles as the movie failed to distract her mind. His hand was big and felt strong and solid. She wondered where those hands had been, and the more she massaged, the more excited she got at the thought of where they would go tonight. Before too long, Kyle was shifting a little more in his seat and finally said, Sorry, can we ask Alexa to pause? I need to visit the Wiz Palace. He shot her a look, hoping she recognized the first date reference from Parks and Recreation. And of course, she did. Wiz Palace, down the hall to the right, Ms. Nope. They both laughed and Kyle stood up and excused himself. Candace watched as his fine, firm ass, perfectly framed in light sweats, walked down the hall. Richard who Candace had all but forgotten about until now, suddenly poked his little head up from his donut position in the couch and looked awfully concerned to be alone with just Candace. His big brown eyes were glossy and he gave an anxious little shake. It's okay, buddy. Your dad is coming back soon. Were you talking to me? Kyle suddenly turned the corner and was back at the couch. Candace rushed. Richard was beside himself when you left. He has some severe attachment issues to you, I think. I know, said Kyle. It's sweet and it's exhausting. It honestly takes such a toll on me and I feel so bad for the poor guy. It's been much worse lately as he's been diagnosed with just a small heart murmur. You're fine, buddy, I'm back. He shot Richard a knowing look and the dog abruptly stopped shivering. Now, where were we? Kyle added. Well... I believe your body was right here, said Candace, pointing beside her. And your arm was right here. And my hand was getting dangerously close to here. She teased and settled her hand in a new position, slightly higher on his inner thigh this time. Oh, I like this new position quite a bit. But how about this instead? Kyle leaned into Candace and gently brushed her long golden hair from her shoulder, exposing her neck. He leaned in, grazing his lips slowly along her neck and working his way toward her jawline. Kyle gently kissed and explored her skin as Candace sunk into the moment, relaxing every muscle in her body and letting her head droop back to rest in Kyle's palm. Kyle maneuvered her head to face his and gently traced his nose and lips up to meet hers. His soft, parted lips pressed carefully against her mouth, and the warm pressure sent a familiar but long-missing shockwave of tingles down into Candace's collarbone, ribs, and pubic bone. She raised her hand and brought it to Kyle's cheek, holding it there as their slow and gently exploratory kiss picked up pressure and urgency. Almost unconsciously, Candace's left hand began to move up Kyle's thigh, squeezing and trailing the finer muscles with every inch until her fingertips grazed a long, hardened mound 
exposing Kyle's confident excitement through the thin material. No boxers. Kyle's mouth briefly paused and lifted into a smirk, mid-kiss, in what was a quiet recognition of Candace's curiosity and interest. Don't you think we should finish the movie, Candace? Kyle said, pausing to continue kissing and exploring between his words. No, Candace said dryly, and Kyle let out a quick chuckle. Fine by me, he added and began to lift her chin to make his way down her jawline, neck, and toward her collarbone. Just as Candace was fully giving herself over to the moment that they had both been building up for several dates now, she felt an odd warmth and weight on her thighs. She abruptly opened her eyes and looked down and let out a little gasp. Oh, Dickie. What? Kyle stopped and leaned back. They both were startled to see that sweet Richard had chosen this moment to leave his perfectly comfortable side of the couch and was circling and wiggling and digging in the blanket draped over Candace's legs. With a perfectly satisfied sigh, Richard did a final circle and nestled ever so snugly right on Candace's lap. Here we go again, Kyle whispered. Oh my goodness, this is so sweet. I think he likes me, Candace giggled. Well, I'm sure he likes you, Candace. But I think what's really happening here is that he's feeling a little left out. While I am fairly adventurous, I didn't anticipate a menage a trois tonight, Kyle, Candace winked. Yeah, it's not the vibe, he added. Give me a second and I'll just put him back on his side of the couch. Kyle wedged his hand right under Richard's plump butt and said, Okay, buddy, time to get cozy somewhere else. In what can only be described as a brazen act of defiance, Richard grunted and burrowed into Candace's lap even deeper. No, don't move him, Candace screeched. He's too cute. She whimpered as a baby voice emerged from her chest. He's ronery, and laid a protective hand gently over his back. Richard lifted his little head gently and shot a glance at Kyle as if to say, Yeah, Dad, I'm ronery. But, Kyle protested, the fun was just beginning. I just don't have the heart, Kyle. No doggy has ever chosen me like this before. He's probably a little jealous I'm getting so much attention. Let's just finish this movie, and I'm sure he will move soon. Kyle shrugged a knowing look and whispered, Okay, have it your way, and snuggled in again as close as he could without disrupting Richard, occasionally muttering third-wheel jokes as the movie played. While Candace wasn't overly pleased about the cock block, she was feeling overjoyed at the unexpected snuggle session with Richard. All she could think about was how cozy the couch was, and how the movie was so pleasantly familiar, and how the week was so long, and how Kyle's body was so warm. Maybe if she just closed her eyes just for a minute? Alexa, Kyle whispered, turn off the TV. Candace, disoriented, groggily got her bearings and realized she had nodded off during the movie. The entire movie. Alarmingly, Richard was still in her lap, and Kyle looked at her, bemused, and said, well, 
Hey there, sleeping beauty. My arm is numb. I had to call it. Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I missed the movie. As she rubbed her eyes. Well, you missed the movie. And two episodes of The Real Housewives of New Jersey? Kyle said dryly. Candace felt that her cheek was moist and realized, to her horror, that Kyle's shirt had a large, Candace-sized stain. My God, Candace, she thought. Drool. No. Kyle connected with her look of horror and said, yep, that's how you know it was a good nap. Candace then scrambled to look at her phone for the time and gasped when she saw it was 3 a.m. That was no nap. That was me accidentally going to bed for the night. I slept through our date, Kyle. You let me sleep through our sex night. Well, I tried to warn you. Richard has powers that many have studied, but few understand, he said with a smirk. Oh, honestly, it's fine. It was nice, don't you think? I have to admit, though, I really need to get to bed, and Richard needs a W-A-L-K before he retires for the evening. Otherwise, he may have a floor incident. I really need to get him home. Well, he could stay here, she sheepishly added. Kyle shot her a torn look. I absolutely would. I absolutely want to. There is nothing I want to do less than go home right now. But I don't have any food for him, and he's on a strict diet, and his heart meds are at home as well, and I really didn't plan to be out this late, Kyle trailed off. We need to take a rain check. Oh, of course, Candace added with a little pout. Well, now I'm really upset I slept through most of the evening. And it started off so promising until we were literally cock-blocked. Right. And this was unfortunately our last chance for a while, Kyle trailed off. Wait, what do you mean? Well, I'm headed out of town for a week. Richard, too. I'm in my best friend's wedding up north, and it's a whole thing. Oh, shit, Candace said, trying not to look too disappointed. Yeah. Kyle looked like an idea just flashed across his face. But as quickly as it came, it went. Anyways. I'll be back the following Monday, and we can plan something then. My place next. And I'll make sure Richard knows his place before you arrive. Yes, of course. I feel like I can barely wait that long, but it'll be something fun to look forward to, said Candace as she helped him pack up and walk toward the door. Kyle stood for a moment in the doorway, with Richard under his arm and his keys in the other hand. Although he was staring directly at Candace, he looked deep in thought, like he was looking through her. Then... Slowly and surely, the glazed look lifted. He slid his keys into his pocket and gently bent over to put Richard on the ground. Kyle took two confident steps toward Candace, placed one hand behind her head, leaned in and pulled her close for a long, slow, deep kiss. He pulled back a few millimeters from her lips and whispered, Good night. Candace was stunned and buzzing, and in that moment... She would have traded her left boob for Kyle to stay and just finish the job. She whispered a meek little mm-hmm and absentmindedly chewed her bottom lip as she said her goodbyes and closed the door behind Kyle and Richard. She leaned against the closed door and sighed. Another date, another total flop. Or was it? This ends... 
part two of Faking It. If you are interested in tagging along on Candace and Kyle's next adventure and curious about the will they or won't they of it all, then please subscribe to my content so you don't miss part three. And you can also send me a message or leave a review or all three. I can't do this without listeners and I don't know you're there without hearing from you. Most importantly, if you want your own short story written and recorded on Write My Romance, please contact me at writemyromancepodcast at gmail.com. I really enjoy the process of bringing these stories to you, and I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to listen. <laughs>